You're very welcome back. You're listening to Saturday Chronicle here on Scariff Bay Community Radio with John S. Kelly and myself, Jim Collins. And for this part of the programme, we're actually out and about. And we're in the townland, John, of Mealick in Whitegate. Yes. And we're sitting at the kitchen table of Alfie O'Brien. And first of all, Alfie, you're very welcome to Scariff Bay Community Radio. Thank you. And and our thanks for allowing us into here into your kitchen and welcoming us here to Mealick. With a uh, lovely turf fire. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm nearest to it, John. So <laughs> yeah. And I suppose we have we have covered on the radio station or we have mentioned recently Alfie about the works done in 2021 uh, just down the road from us here in Clanrush graveyard yes. and uh, we were we were before we called up to you we actually called down and we looked at the the new sign that's outside at the front and some of the the works that have been done um to preserve us tell tell us about Clanrush uh, we'll say the origins of of Clanrush Cemetery and the settlement that was there. Well, because of there are very few records available concerning the graveyard, it leaves many questions unanswered. Of course, for yeah. example, Clanrush Graveyard is in Mealick Townland, and the nearest boundary of Clanrush Townland is three quarters of a mile away to the east. Perhaps uh, Clonrush was the, an area that included both places in the distant past. What we do know is Clonrush Graveyard was founded on a small monastic site dating from the, set, the 10th to the 12th or the 12th century. Could I hold you on that, that, that interesting point? Um, the, how do we know that the early part of uh, the earliest part of the graveyard go, does go back to that? Well, I think it says from the because the oratory is dedicated to Saint Coleman. Yeah. Uh, the Saint Coleman period, you know, dates from that uh, mm. from that era. So. So it's a, it's a connection to Holy Island then. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. So look, at, wouldn't that give rise? Wouldn't that give rise to possibilities as we develop the Holy Island? to link in Clonrush and into, in with that, wouldn't it? Well, it would, yes. Of course, there was another site in, in Isle of Moor, you know. Yeah. A monastic site also. In Isle of Moor? Yeah, in Isle of Moor, yeah. And is there any and ruin there? There There is ruins there, yes. And there was uh, graves there with crosses on them, but uh, apparently they're not there anymore. They're Why, taken to a museum or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah. Did you ever hear, a, a friend of mine is very, very interested in... Uh, grave slabs and he was responsible for ensuring that a number of grave slabs slabs from the Sligo area were on which were on their way to New York that he managed to have it stopped at Shannon slabs in the 1960s were fetching big money mm-hmm. in the museums did you ever, did either of you ever mm. hear that no I didn't hear no, that no. yeah no but um, it seems a desecration, like yeah. to take yeah. slabs from a graveyard where a person is buried. So, Island more like is this, uh, is a, a medieval site as well. It would be, mm. yes. yeah. Yes. And I suppose Alfie, uh, you'd have to include Mino 
and oh, yes, and also yes. Tungreni. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the graveyard is situated on a ridge of moderately dry soil, at the foot of sloping ground adjacent to Church Bay, in Loch Derg. The bay being so called after the old parish church that once stood within this ground, but has long since been in ruins. The parish of Clonrush would be so called after this holy place, which was the centre of Christian worship in the parish then. Hmm. The earliest detailed map of the graveyard indicates that the original enclosure was much smaller than the graveyard grounds of today. In the earliest period of this monastic settlement, there were a number of very modest-sized buildings within this area, for only two of these survived as ruins. One is a small stone-roofed vault dedicated to St. Coleman, yeah. and called Paul Coleman, or St. Coleman's cell. And is that, can I, if, if I can pause there, uh, I mean, it's it's an absolutely lovely little building. Yes, it is, yeah. you know. It, once it was uh, restored, but uh, it was in danger of falling beyond repair in 1988 when the Clonrush Heritage Group had it restored. Yeah, you were showing us a picture there of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, we're looking at yeah, it here. And uh, I suppose the, the door looks, uh, is, is still it's t- well, as it, it is. It was very well chiseled stone like it was built. It, and, uh, it wouldn't uh, fall apart as easily as, as uh, the common stone or the stone that the, the main building was built with. Yeah. And tell me, do you any sense that this is put in much later, is it? Than oh, it the, was put in later. Put so in later. Say, it, it yeah. Do you think that came from somewhere else? Um, or was it made precisely uh, for this? This is hard to say, like, you know, because uh, this is a limestone area. Yeah. Know, yeah. Mealy, Mealy is a limestone area. Yeah. Whether that stone was uh, originally from an earlier got from from here, hmm. or was it brought from someplace else, I couldn't say. Yeah, but, uh, and you 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 remember the uh, the the oratory or the cell before? Yeah, I do. Uh, is yeah. was the inside was said the ceiling? Oh, it it the, is plastered on the inside. It, the, yeah. yeah, the original plaster. I think that was. Uh, was still intact on the inside of the building. Yeah. Yes, so it really is is the outside and the, the stonework outside, and yeah, the outside. It was falling away and like it was a tree grown on the roof. So that wasn't that going to help us. That would eventually <laughs> bring it down. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose, are there any stories that go with it, Alfie? Um, are, are any, do you know, the, the any, any be, be they real or not? Um, it, it presu- I presume it was an oratory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there are mainly legends, like, you know, yeah. many legends are associated, of course, with these monuments, usually much removed from reality, but in the past, anything that had a religious flavour would be considered possible. One legend states that St. Coleman, kneeling inside the window in the gable end of the oratory, could hear Mass being celebrated in Rome. And if he had his iPhone or his smartphone with him, that wouldn't be an extraordinary achievement today. But there were no iPhones available yeah, back in those days. Uh, um, yeah. see, uh, 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little. It it looks a bit like, we'll say the one you'd see on on tourist brochures and stuff. The the Galerus yeah. Oratory, yeah. uh, on the Dingle Peninsula. Yeah, very much in that style. It is, but much smaller now. Yeah, but, of course. But, yeah. 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 Well, uh, close by then, on the shoreline of Church Bay, Church Bay, there's a row of springs parallel with the water edge. Are they still there? Uh, they're they're covered now with the the high water. And we'll, 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 oh, well, there's the springs that still be there, but uh, yeah. concealed, like, you know. Uh, and in, in dry summer weather? We don't get those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do get those dry summer weathers, yeah. but uh, the Hernacrusha yeah. power station keeps the water at a constantly high level. Hmm. It does. Yeah, no matter what the, really? the dry weather so, is. So yeah. before Hernacrusha was built and before the water level in the lake yeah. was, was raised, they would have been visible oh, there, yes, I think. yes, yes, yes. Um, they varied, uh, they were parallel with the water edge and varied it from three to five metres apart from each other. Yeah. It's said that there were seven, but I only ever seen five. Perhaps there was a belief that they represented seven monks. When the level of the water in the lake fell during the dry weather in the summers up to the 1960s or so, these springs were clear and and above the water of the lake. Yeah. And the spring water could be seen bubbling up in the centre of each one, and it flowed down to the lake. Yeah. There's a legend that tells a story supposing to be the origin of the springs and symbolising the plight of the monks after the suppression of the monasteries in the mid-16th century. Mm. It says the monks were beheaded on the shore of the bay, and in every place that a head fell, a water spring formed. Oh, you got it. Now tell me that. Were you conscious of that legend as a child growing oh, yeah, up here? Oh yeah, that's what we heard from our parents. Like, uh, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And did they did they believe that? Well, uh, I'm sure that they kind of have believed it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You see, yeah. Anton, that had a religious. Uh, they weren't going to take that, any chances. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 The the other bit, and just just close by Alfie to the to the oratory um there's a building there that, uh you were saying um what's the, the name of it there the uh is, is it tina mraher the irish for uh, the house of friars i think the, the yeah. interpretation of it yeah uh, that's the one there's a bit of a ruin of it there's a foundation is there there in that uh, there, there is. Yeah, it's believed to have been the accommodation for the monks. Yeah. And judging by the size of it, there weren't very many of those here originally. Yeah. Yes. The ruins don't contain any interesting architectural feature or mirrors. They're main badly ruined. Have we? By the way, that's something that struck me when we were walking uh, around the gym before we came down uh, to talk to to Alfie. We were wondering. Were any artefacts revealed in the work done in the last thirty years? Uh, in the in the ruins of the church, the ruins of the church that we see now, there was some items uh, recovered there, yeah. such oh. as the cross that once stood on the gable end of the church, yeah. and then some some chiselled limestone arches that would have formed over yeah. over a door or a window or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and any 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 artifacts you know, uh, apart from stone, stonework, found. 
Not really, I think. There's nothing except stones like would have survived. Yeah. That length of time, like you'd you'd have um, quern stones. Like there was one quern stone, very yeah. early. Just one. One, and then sometime recently or later in time, yeah, when they were digging a grave there near, they found two of those circular quern stones. You know, those, uh, the modern ones that you twist around. Yes, with the hole in the middle. Yeah, hole in the middle. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. 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 So yeah. apart from that, I don't think there was any mm. anything of significance. Okay. Uh, and tell what what work Alfie was done. I mean, this year now in twenty twenty one, um, it is now today is the first of January, so it'll be his last year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what work was done? I mean, you could you can see the the church has been well preserved and the gable and the, the cross you mentioned I presume that's yeah. back up well, on the top that's again that's actually a replica of the original I think the, the original one is in, in uh, a museum I think uh, the, the museum that was or is there in Tom Graney you know the Heritage yes. Museum I think that's there but that, that's a replica of it that's under touch yeah okay. yeah but what kind of work was done now well this it's year? just a matter of preserving whatever was was there? Or they, no, they didn't uh, extend. Or, uh, but apart from the time that the, they done uh, research on uh, there in 1980s, you know, they they dug around. There was no sign of any from the outline of the church at that time. So they dug down to find the print of the the walls. And uh, when they built them, then they built up a little little bit of the wall around about just to show the outline of the church there at that time. Yes. Um, and and the, the the plaster work, I suppose, and the stone work was was secured with with plaster, in yes. in or with with cement in more recent times. Yes, that would, but not the not the the low walls that we see now. That they were newly built. Like yes, you know, but uh, the the remainder of the ruins was uh, the original plaster, you know, and this was uh, it was beginning to. To crack away on one side, so they have uh, they have secured that now at present, like with the with the new plaster. Yes. On, yeah. yeah. You 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 do say that you 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 know trying to get a date for the earliest occupation of what we know as the cemetery, right? Yeah. You say that uh, in in one of your uh, articles, uh, a sample of the mortar. From the foundation, you no, kept a sample no, of that. No, I, I haven't come to that. You haven't come yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Within the area of the original monastic site, there would have to be a small church. Yeah. Just large enough to serve the small number of monks there at the time. It's uncertain where this church exactly was. Yeah. If St. Cormac's Alfred hadn't served as a church then. Mm. In 1995, the Clunrush Parish Council extended the graveyard on the north side. In the course of preparing the ground, some foundations were discovered. One was part of a foundation of a wall containing mortar about two metres long and five metres not worth of timber. It's not known whether this part of a house was a part of a house or other structure. Yes. Um, in the northeastern corner of the site, the foundations of the corner of a house was discovered. These were set about two feet below the surface of the ground. Four feet of this foundation projected towards the road, 
and the remainder of that was removed when making the new road there in 1850s. The other angle of the foundation faced toward the graveyard for about three and a half feet, and the continuation of that was removed when building the old boundary wall of the graveyard. I did keep a sample of the mortar from the foundation in the hope that it could be dated. However, I'm now told that this could be difficult. It is not known if this house was a church or another building. That's yeah. an interesting just that's in the an past, interesting point. There was it? no interest in preserving badly ruined buildings, particularly if they were an obstacle to the expansion of badly needed graves. So there may have been another building or church that was completely removed within this area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm just thinking before the I'm just looking at a, a lovely aerial photograph here of, of the grave. Um, this would have been taken back probably 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah, or is yeah about that. Um, so this part here, the part along the road, or by the road, uh, yeah. is the is the new part of the graveyard. Am I right in thinking it's that? It's stripped down along this side of it here, so as this. Yeah, so it's the, the as you drive down towards Clonrush, as you drive down yeah. the road, it's the first bit of it that you meet on the right. The first bit of it that you meet, yeah, extended, yeah. And, it, and it's there that the new... Um, yeah, right in the corner there is where the house... Uh, where those buildings were. Yeah. 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 And the mm. other little wall was up here then at this side of it. Yes. And what year did you say, Alfie, that this extension was... 1995. Was 1995, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it could not be shouldn't be wrong to surmise that I mean some of the the foundations there would could possibly be um, some of the buildings that were associated with the oh, monastic I settlement. Where, yeah, so close to the the main enclosure, like it would be would have to be associated with it. I would think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the mortar question, I'm still intrigued by. I that. don't know if that's uh, you see. It, I was told that there'd have to be organic matter in it in order to date. For carbon yes, dating. I don't know whether there is or not. Yes. Have you much Have you much kept? Well, maybe a pound or something a like pound. that. Um, David Fleming. Yeah. Doctor Doctor David Fleming. He's one of our presenters. Yeah. And he's he's um, very interested in, in stone masonry, and has done uh, some restoration work on his own place, and he's using the medieval plaster. Yeah. yeah. If you were if you were going to restore a building nowadays from from the Middle Ages, yeah, uh, you'd be using a, a, that special lime, the yeah, lime yeah. plaster, um, which wasn't at all lime that time. Was. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. There was no other um, medium. Medium. No, yeah. but it's what yeah. you're saying is you you couldn't use modern cement to do no, it. You oh, no, you couldn't. No, no. Yeah. But there wouldn't be modern cement in this. Uh, in that. In this matter, no, no. No. Yes. You see, organic matter maybe could pe uh, seep into it. You see, from 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 the sides or from, from the vegetation or, or yeah. something that around that yeah. spoil the whole thing. You see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it would be worth the trying. Uh, yeah. You know, if we could. We'll 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 talk we'll talk to David. Yeah. About how how would uh, Alfie be able to get a, a final dating for? Yeah. If that's and if it's possible. If it's possible. Yeah. 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 The, I'm just thinking, Alfie, or maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit, the, the actual church itself here, 
the dates, when does that date from? The the church will say that has been restored recently. Yeah, exactly. The date now isn't known. Like, but I presume the enclosure, the first enclosure, yeah. you know, it was extended mm-hmm. uh, some time later. It could be centuries. It could be. It could be some decades later. I don't know when. Yes. And uh, it was extended down to the west here, where, where the and a new church was built there. Yes. Now, the outline of this uh, extension was was um, it followed the contour of the drier ground, you know. Yes. And um, it was very much out of line with the original enclosure, so they built two shots sections of wall at an angle to link up the two. Yeah. Yes. So that really gets to me that uh, this extension was, was done later than the original one. Yes. Back, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the church was built there, but then, you see, the original buildings that were within that enclosure were built with ordinary locally available stone. You know? Yeah. But uh, the church was built with all red sandstone. And that isn't available in Munich. Will it be available in Mount Shannon? No, but um, geological or the what we call the, the geological yeah. map yeah. Shows. shows that it was the bedrock in the mountainous district, all the mountainous district, yes. not the, the village of Whitegate. Yes. So wherever it was, wherever it was quarried, it had to be cut at some distance. Mm. Mm. So that's, um, you see, by this time, the the local lay community had become involved, and they would have additional resources like to do that, and mm-hmm. they may have um, employed some uh, experienced stone masons you yes. know, to to carry out the work. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like the church is a much uh, superior building to any of the other original ones. Yes. So it was so, more. It was professionally built. It was a church. Yes. And I'm just thinking, down near that church, then, is the archway. Yes. Uh, maybe tell us about that. Well, uh, this stone arched archway was also added to the south side of the church mm-hmm. around the same time as uh, the Gothic uh, surrounds were, were placed in the windows and uh, the door of the archway. There are conflicting opinions as to as to its purpose, you know. But the arch. Yeah, most commentators say it was the entrance to the graveyard. However, there was nothing within the graveyard at that time that required such security. Mm-hmm. There were no headstones or vaults, not even an inscribed slab on the ground. The earliest monument is dated 1758. In order to be an effective barrier to entry. The arch would need to be joined to an eight-foot high wall that surround the whole graveyard, but this never existed. The boundary of the graveyard elsewhere was never more than four feet high and any, at any point, and anyone could enter over it. In later times, grand features were erected at the entrances to estates and public parks. These were built largely for additional show, mm-hmm. but in the early period that we refer to here, there was nothing built for show. Everything that required work, much work was, exper- was an expertise was built as an absolute necessity. Yes. Could I could I ask you a, qu- a question about a, a possibility? 
for that arch. Just a possibility now. Uh, is it possible that that arch was taken from another or others, from another site and brought in there? Well, that's, I, I couldn't say about that. Like, it would have to be a simple, just a simple, like, and yeah, yes. stone by stone. But so, that wasn't unusual, it wasn't really. Um, I mean, there was... Um, but would they need to, to bring on that far? I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's such a beautiful piece of work. Yeah. You'd have to say. But you have the earth, the stone, the, you have the limestone, stone, earth pieces, like... Yeah. They would be the same as the other stone pieces that were found there yeah. into the church, which yeah. would have been over the door or window. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, so, but you don't be, think that they would, would all be much connected, I would think. Mm. Uh, and I wonder, would you think, and I'm we're only, I suppose, speculating as well, would, would the arch be there for some ceremonial purpose, I wonder, or or would it be part of a, a structure that the rest of it is no longer there? Um, you see, as I said, there, there are conflicting opinions about that, but... Uh, the best explanation that I heard was from a priest. Mm -hmm. He said that in earlier times, wakes were held in the home for two nights in succession. Yes. The church then made a rule that the wake should be held in the home for one night only. A funeral house was built here to hold the coffin for the second night for the burial next day. Access to the coffin house would be made from inside the church through a side door, as the doorway of the earth was fastened from the inside. An unattended coffin before burial needed to be well secured. There were always grave robbers or people who would try anything for a little gain. It may be to steal jewellery or just a gold ring from a wealthy deceased person. Indeed, there was a story told that one of the vaults in the graveyard was broken into once after the internment of a wealthy lady who was known to wear much jewellery. <laughs> <laughs> that had never happened around Whitegate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the week. Uh. Yeah. And t tell me about the, um, there, there is a an ongoing custom at burials, Alfie, isn't there? Yes. Which involves the arch. Tell yes, us about does, that. Yeah. Well, the funeral coffin often had to be carried across country long distances. Other times they would be transported by boat and two styles were built at uh, different locations to me, me, uh, in the boundary vault to accommodate this, as the coffin was carried up from the lake. The arrival time of the coffin at the graveyard was uncertain, and when it did arrive, the coffin was placed on the ground outside the funeral latch to wait for the priest or his chore to come to open the door. The custom still remains of placing the coffin momently on the ground outside the arch before again raising it on the shoulders of the bearers to be carried as if it were into the coffin house and proceeding to the grave. God, is that still done? Yeah. Is it? It is, yeah. And you, the origin of it? Well, uh, the origin of it is, is that the coffin was originally, when it arrived at the grave, it was put into the coffin house yeah. for security for the night before the burial. So I presume that this uh, living, we see they had to... Um, when the funeral, the funeral, you see, uh, mm -hmm. took some time to come. Yes, of course. And, and when Uncertain. it did arrive at the graveyard, you see, it was left there to wait for the priest or the steward to come yeah. and open the door. So, uh, 
You see, that, that would be the origin of leaving us on the ground, I would think. And tell me, do, do you, do, in your time as a child, uh, was there any question of family staying in the church overnight? No. No? No. So the two-night wake, it's uh, gone? It is, yeah. Uh, to replace by the one-night wake. Yeah. Jim, Fien, uh, Jim... Well, uh, they're brought to the church... Yeah. The real church now. They are. But uh, at that time, maybe they weren't brought to the And you know what happened? They were brought to be buried straight away, like, you know? Yeah, but you know why? You have a sense of why um, uh, the church had the thing against the two-night wake. Up the west of Ireland, yeah. where I come from, uh, anyway, Alfie, uh, the, the, the two nights were cause of great, great drinking. You know? Yeah, well, that might have been a reason, you know, to <laughs> they were consuming too much drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There on the second night. And did you ever hear of sweat houses no. associated with graveyards? No, I didn't actually, no. The sweat house, in order to get rid of the alcohol out of the system after two <laughs> nights of it, okay? Yeah. Uh, right? They, they had sweat houses. We talked on radio some we did, time yeah. ago hmm. about the prevalence of sweat houses in Roscommon. Leitrim and Donegal. Sweat House was a, a, a sauna, but just using the natural stone of the area and uh, build up the heat and you went in there, okay? Yeah. Yes. And after a, a few hours of sweating it, <laughs> uh, you, you were ready for the next bout. You were, yeah. you were sober. <laughs> so, <laughs> never had that down here? No, not that I remember. Or heard of. Mm. Was a man called John Cunniff, who died in 1927, aged 90 years. He had a farm on a hill a quarter mile away and had a good view of the arrival of the funeral. Mm -hmm. The way to the graveyard then was by the old road past Mealy Cows and it followed a farm track to arrive at the western end of the graveyard. That was before the new direct road was meant to the graveyard. Yes. Funerals were not always as orderly then as now. There were always opposing factions and with the added consumption of alcohol, it could become disorderly. Oh, are we talking about white <laughs> kid now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John recalled seeing the funeral arrive on the hill overlooking the graveyard. They would leave the coffin down there and the fight would break out. I don't know if this was a regular occurrence or an isolated incident. Do you hear that when you were growing up? Would you yeah, have heard that? I, I, I heard that. Your yeah. father, mother, yeah, and granny. Yeah, but John Cunniff like, was a relation of ours, and he'd have told my father, like, and yeah. that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you see, following the rebellion then of 1641, leading up to the Cromwell conquest of mm -hmm. the, and the penal laws of 1652, all Catholic activity was forbidden. This applied to church services and Catholic teaching. Catholics could only be taught secretly in isolated places known as head schools. In 1782, the government passed two Catholic Relief Acts that allowed Catholics to teach. From then onwards, Catholics could hold schools without fear, and a number of schools were conducted in different parts of the parish. These were now held in all vacant buildings, although they continued to be known as head schools. The old church here was not entirely ruined at that time, and in the early 1900s was reconstructed and re-roofed for use as a school. The teacher was Patrick Tracy, who had 110 pupils on rolls here in 1826. 
An old church was also built in Gunini around that time. Where's Gunini? Uh, it's up near the village, you know, uh, near the Nightingale Pobor, that uh, where the old priest's house was, that's where the church was. Yeah, right. That, uh, yeah. But yeah. in the... Am I right in... Yeah, do I take you up right as saying that the church in Clanrush was roofed at that stage? For a school, yeah, but not for as a, school, a church. Not as a church, no. yeah. And that's the building now, is it, that has been reconstructed? That's right, yeah. You can see the top of it where there was additional stones added to the, the pine to it, like to put more slope, I suppose, on the thatched roof. Yes. Yeah. Like yes. We're in the house of Alfie uh, O'Brien in, would we say, Mielik? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, which is in the parish of... Mount Shannon Whitegate. Well, well, Clanrush. Well, Clanrush. You know, there are two parishes are there, they? Yes. But, but they're actually combined for, for religious purposes, yeah. you know, they're combined. But uh, there are separate parishes in Escaltra and Clanrush or Mount Shannon and Whitegate. Like, okay. Uh, and tell me the fact that, that you have two, we call it, two half parishes now, you know, Mount Shannon and Whitegate. Uh, is one half considered to be. Uh, um, I, I won't use the word more important than the other, mm-hmm. but up the country where there are half parishes like yeah. that, there's a you, very often a little bit of internal conflict. Yeah. Do you know? Well, uh, you see, the parish priest's house was in was in Whitegate. You see, up to eighteen eighty or thereabouts. I see. Or it could be it could be later now. When 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 the parish priest uh, Father Horn died, it would be in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah. But when he, the parish priest Father Clondon came, he had a new parochial house built in Mount Shannon. So prior to that, it was the parish of Clondish and Mount and his culture. Yeah. But now it is the parish of Mount Shannon and Hoyket. Yes. Know. And the priest in Mount Shannon. Yes, and yes. that dictates that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. The house in Mount Shannon actually was was that specifically built as a, a parish house. It was, yeah. It's a fine and structure, a of, isn't it? There was a lot of voluntary labour, I think, included in that. Even they came from Hoyker, like to, yeah, to help build that house. Mm. It was a very big house, like for for one man. <laughs> yeah, and we're going, uh, Jim. You know, we're. I suppose it's the, the, the following up on the two parishes. We're into a situation now where we recognise that within 10 years, Alfie, we will not have a priest in either Mount yeah, Shannon yeah, or Whitehead. That's the sad thing about it, like, you know. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're into clusters of parishes, yeah. and, and, and I well, suppose that's... Mm. Well, uh, you know, over time you can see that... Uh, religion died away and then it, it was come again it, 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 it renewed itself again and came like so that waves of uh, would you would you would you favor ordaining women oh i would uh, you would favor I mean, would you i don't think it matters what body a person has this is the spirit that matters Very interesting. Yeah. so the body has shape of the body has nothing to do with it yeah 
Interesting. Yeah, isn't it indeed? It is an interesting uh, observation yeah, on that. And of course, a lot of things, I suppose, Alfie, you know, religion being one, was centred in the parish, and, and every parish had their own religious uh, kind of structure. Yeah. Um, and then GA came on and took on the parish structure yes, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see in the future if new structures emerge, mm. you know, where, where the parish itself isn't a a single you it's just a, a line on a map because we will have as you say a whole load of parishes will be combined in order to mm. to have services yes, so. yes. Mm. But, um, because uh, communication is so much improved i suppose the uh, distances don't matter that much anymore like you don't have to be living in a place to no 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 yeah with. No, yeah. no, but I suppose people identify with certain parishes as well, or, you yeah. know, with all yeah, parishes. Yeah. People identify being, you know, white gate, or people identify I, would imagine so. being fecal, or identify yeah. being yeah. taller. Yeah. Um, it, there'd be a new, maybe there'll be a new sense of identity in, in time to come. Possibly, mm. mm. yeah. Possibly. We'd really live to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alfie, listen, coming to the end of the interview. Uh, we would like to thank you sincerely for, first of all, inviting us into your home and uh, chatting to us over the last while. Um, I continued good luck with your researches and your writing and the work that you do, because I know John and I agree on this. It is hugely important to, to have the, the information contained accessible to people and available, be it on bookshelves or libraries or, or whatever. And, I mean, you do it with a passion. Um, thank you very much for agreeing to, to talk to us here on the radio. Oh, thank you very much. Now you're welcome. Always. And you know something, finishing on Jim's point there about the value of your work, I'm reminded, and it's a farewell word, I'm reminded that you're building a monument more lasting than that of bronze. Now, remember <laughs> that old classical one, okay. okay. And you are. Yeah, you are. absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alfie. Thank you very much.